If you're looking for a way to support the podcast, check out patreon.com slash drink and farm. We have multiple levels of support you can sign up for starting at just $2 a month. And at that level, you'll get access to our outtakes and some other fun extras on the Patreon app. We have other levels too that allow you to get a little something else out of the deal. We just launched a new series called Straight No Chaser for our listeners at the $5 level. So this content is only available on Patreon to patrons at the $5 level or above. We also have levels that include gifts, stickers, discount codes, and t-shirts. So go to patreon.com slash drink and farm for more details. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today out of that super cute Joy Farmer mug? So I am just having a nice cup of tea. It is lavender stress release tea. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's an indication of my day or my life. I don't know. I don't know which. So what are you drinking over there? So I am drinking a Blake's Hard Cider Berry Cranders, which is a mm. cranberry hard cider. Ooh. With a hint of ginger. It's got a little kick to it. There's 6.9% alcohol by volume on this. So I'm glad I'm not really doing anything after this. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yes. And it's pretty pink. Oh, it's a beautiful shade of pink. That's very topical of you to be drinking a cranberry beer. I realize I have a funny sidebar for just a moment because I think people will enjoy this. I have a tea that is cranberry flavored, but I don't just have one box of it. I have a whole case of it because (laughs) my son told me once that he liked it. So I ordered it off Amazon for him to, like, wrap and put under the Christmas tree. Because I always like to fill the Christmas tree with presents. Like, mm-hmm. but, uh, like, they aren't all big presents. Some of them are just things right. that I heard you say that you liked. And I go get some of it. Well, it was way more than I expected. And this was, like, three years ago. And I still <laughs> have boxes upon boxes upon boxes of that tea. And, yes, everyone still likes it. It's cranberry pomegranate. But I didn't think of grabbing a a thing of it for this episode, which was a failure on my part. (laughs) That is a pretty funny story. (laughs) Our drink peep this episode is our friend Jenny Beck, and she is at Beck's Boots to Roots over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. So we do have a few bits of follow-up today. Most importantly... I know we went on and on and on the last episode about those little red hen caramels that were in the November Honey and Rue box. Well, I did it for the podcast and I emailed her to see if she would respond. And she responded to me within like an hour and she sent me a price sheet and some more information. So she does like super cute boxes of caramels that are kind of like custom cool gifties and then you can also just buy the caramels in the cellophane wrap for like 50 cents a piece yes 
you guys should email her if you've had those caramels before. Yes. Yeah. They're amazing. Her email address is on the package of the caramels. And if anyone needs it and doesn't have it, just send us a DM over on Instagram and I'll copy and paste it in there for you. Yeah. (laughs) And we have another bit of follow-up. Sam went and did a little digging about the Mm -hmm. funny goat smelling face so that (laughs) we could (laughs) fill you in on the official term of it since I couldn't quite remember and didn't really feel like looking it up right while we were in the middle of recording. (laughs) So it is indeed called the, is it Fleeman response? Is that how you pronounce that? Fleeman or is it Fleming? It's got to be Fleeman. I'm going to guess. I didn't go that far. Okay. So it is what it is, but it's F-L-E-H. M-E-N. Somebody can correct us if we're wrong. Yeah. I'm- then we'll turn this into our corrections warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody just tell us how to pronounce it. Or you can just Google it. But uh, Fleming response or Fleeman response, I think either one of them works. Whatever. Yeah. In a nutshell, it's when the goat curls their upper lip, stretches their neck, and looks like they're sniffing the air with their lips. And both boys and girls do that. And fun fact, horses, tigers, buffalo, llamas, sheep, cats, and donkeys do it as well. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of mammals do it. I certainly did not list them all. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely see my cat doing it. It's hilarious, too. Mm -hmm. It's a great face. I I don't know why humans don't do it. Because then we'd never reproduce. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine going up to somebody in the bar and, like, catching their pheromones and you're like... You guys are going to have to see that on the YouTube to get the full effect there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It was an attractive face. All right. So today we're going to talk about cranberries. Hooray. Yay. Yes. We're getting a little seasonal as we're getting closer to American Thanksgiving. And I think, you know, for me personally, I've never tried cranberry sauce. (sighs) (laughs) I know. Your face right now. It's like I shot you through the heart. Oh my gosh. I have to send you some of my cranberry sauce because apparently... Okay. I think I told you this last year. Longtime listeners can tell me if they remember this or not. But people text me for my cranberry sauce recipe. Oh, well then. (laughs) But it's not anything special. (laughs) Hey, Stop selling yourself short. You make it, and that's why it's special. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just got to be the love I make it with or (laughs) the curry that I make it with. But (laughs) I use a mix of brown and white sugar, and I also add orange into it. So I don't know if that's the secret ingredient. But anyways, I make really good fresh cranberry sauce. Like, it's so good. My kids ask for it as a side for, like, other dishes, like other meals, not just Thanksgiving. And I'm like... Guys, this is practically a dessert. It's not a side dish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more than likely going to see cranberries in jelly form, maybe in cornbread, and even in the stuffing at Thanksgiving in America. I don't know if, you know, Canadian Thanksgiving uses cranberry or not. Somebody will have to tell us. But cranberries are also popular throughout the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. You can see it in your grocery store. Lots and lots of cranberry juices, fresh ones, canned ones, dried berries. So this little berry is actually native to North America and is one of only three fruits that can hold that claim. And most people have no idea how it gets from the farm to your table. So we're going to talk about what a cranberry is today. 
where they grow, and a little bit about the farming process. Yeah, because it's kind of unique. It's not something that, like, you just kind of decide to do one day, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't just, like, throw it in the ground and go for it, I uh, think. Yeah, unlike the other berries that we have around the farm. <laughs> yes. So what is a cranberry? If you've never seen a cranberry before, it is a fruit. And it grows on low shrubs and vines, and it is a perennial crop. And perennial means that it grows on the same vine each year, as long as that vine isn't damaged. That's the key thing. And on Cape Cod in southeastern Massachusetts, fun fact, some cranberry vines are over 150 years old. So these are like the kind of plant that can be like an heirloom type of like family pass on for generations kind of plant if you decide to go for it and plant some, which is really cool. And uh, their berries are known for their tart flavor, but they're also filled with vitamins, antioxidants, and other nutrients. So they're actually pretty popular as a healthy addition to a good diet. So don't be shy about having a few handfuls of dried cranberries. It's good for you. (laughs) So cranberries, like we said, are native to North America. However, they are only grown in five states. Wisconsin is the top producer of cranberries, growing nearly half of all the country's berries, followed by Massachusetts, which harvests about a third. And then the remaining production is in New Jersey, Washington, and Oregon. Cranberries are well-suited to grow in wet marshy areas called bogs, and it's uniquely able to thrive in colder temperatures. Ironically, the biggest consumer of cranberries are mostly warm weather states like California, Florida, and Texas. And we also export our cranberries to the United Kingdom, Mexico, Germany, and France. And in 2019, the United States produced just shy of 8 million barrels of cranberries, with each barrel weighing about 100 pounds. Approximately 20% of all cranberries get consumed around Thanksgiving week. Oh my (laughs) gosh. So I always buy bags of them around Thanksgiving because it's not guaranteed to always be on my grocery store shelf year round. So I buy bags of them and I freeze them. I I just flash freeze them just like we do anything else from the farm because we've got, you know, bags and bags of them. And I always end up buying too many because my eyes are always bigger than what I can actually fit into a pie and whatnot. But that's really interesting about the regions in which they grow. What struck me is they're all very northern, but they're all very different climates. Like when you think of Wisconsin and Oregon and New Jersey, you don't necessarily think of those as being similar places from a weather perspective or even like, I guess, you know, like area, you know, that the topography and the the climate in general is just different. Yeah. I think the main difference between the East Coast places and the West Coast places is probably the type of precipitation they get. Oh, you're right. Because I don't think, you know, Washington and Oregon probably see some snow, but in the places where they might be growing cranberries, it's probably more rain. Yeah. But I would think the 
temperatures can get pretty similar as far as the cool season because we'll get into a little more of it when we get into the farming part. But the growing and harvest season for cranberries is between April to about mid-November. So you have that window of no snow. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And it does get quite cold in Oregon. I'm always surprised. It's high desert. Like a lot of Oregon is high desert, but... It still is freezing temperatures. Like, they got frost before I did here in Ohio. Oh. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. But you're right. The topography is very different. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I know I'm not quite using the right word, but I'm thinking of, like, the flora in the areas. Like, none of them just, like, shout naturally occurring or native cranberries to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I grew like cucamelons and those um, Mexicans or um, some other kind of melon. Definitely not the sour gherkin. Yeah, those and the kiwano fruit. Definitely not native here. So maybe it's that kind of situation where if you can facilitate the right kind of atmosphere, you can like magically grow them. Well, not magically. You just grow them. But it's not a naturally occurring thing. (laughs) In all of those places. That's a possibility. Because it's just like our gardens. Like, yeah, you're right. I don't grow jelly melon cucumbers. I mean, I grow jelly melon cucumbers here. Those are the kiwanas. Yeah. And then the sour gherkins, which are the cucamelons. I grow those here and they're definitely not native here either. (laughs) If you're looking for things to add to your Christmas list or looking for the perfect gift for your poultry loving friend, look no further than MeyerHatchery.com. They have an entire selection on their website dedicated to gifts and decor. They also have a whole line of chicken supplies and feed, as well as gift cards. They also have an entire section dedicated as a holiday gift guide to make your shopping easier. So whether you're treating yourself or someone else, make sure you go to MeyerHatchery.com to wrap up some holiday shopping. And also, don't forget to use our code DRINKANDFARM at checkout to get $5 off your online order. So we're going to talk a little bit now about the cranberry farming process. So we're not going to dive super deep into this. But as we already mentioned, Cranberries love bogs. They like boggy, marshy areas. So they really like New England and the upper Midwest. Some traditional bogs are still active. And today, cranberries are mostly grown in human-made bogs. So farmers can control the factors cranberries need to thrive. Kind of like we were talking about before a little commercial break. A key component of growing cranberries is that they require a unique environment. The vines or shrubs thrive in layers of gravel, then ascetic peat soil, and sand. And that growing season does run between April to November, where the harvest usually falls somewhere between mid-September to mid-November. And as we also kind of touched on earlier, cranberries grow on vines through the spring and summer. And in that fall, there are actually two types of harvesting. You have wet harvesting and dry About 90% of the entire cranberry crop is via wet harvesting. So that's where you see like just little ponds of cranberries floating. And it's so cute. Like in your um, ocean spray commercials. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So fun fact, the berries that are picked during dry harvesting are the ones that end up fresh in your grocery store Uh. or at your farmer's market. Yeah, that's really neat to know. 
The cranberry harvesting equipment is about the size of a lawnmower, and it's called a raking machine. The farmer walks along the beds and harvests the berries, loading them into sacks. And then later, workers will go through this harvest, discard the bad berries, and pack the rest into the bags that head to your grocery store. So mystery solved. (laughs) Now you can kind of picture in your head what the process is. It probably requires some like extra tough tall boots or some waders. <laughs> so the cranberry farming process for wet harvesting is much different. So in this case, the cranberry harvesting equipment is very manual. So what they do is they flood the bogs with about 18 to 24 inches of water about 12 hours before the harvest begins. The next morning, the farmers walk through the bog with large rods, gently poking at the vines, loosening the cranberries, which float to the top. From there, the farmers corral the berries and load them into trucks. And these berries are what make up the rest of the cranberry-based products you enjoy, from canned cranberry jelly on Thanksgiving to those dried cranberry snacks and cranberry juice. That is super cool. So... Both are grown in bogs, but they are harvested differently. One of them, the wet harvesting is basically flooded out to harvest to float, and then they can, like, net them or, you know, move them around. And the other ones just are able to come up with that raking machine, which is super cool. I'm, like, I'm picturing both of them in my head. I'm sure I'm picturing them a little wrong, but it's still kind of (laughs) neat. I think I'm picturing the wet harvesting accurately because I've seen that more. And I actually follow an account on Instagram called Cranberry Chats. And she is one of the cranberry farmers for Ocean Spray. So she does the wet harvesting. So I've seen some stuff on her Instagram, which has been super cool. Dry harvesting, I could kind of guess. But like you said, I'm probably wrong. And that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's still kind of neat to have an idea of how that item that is like so quintessential to a holiday ends up on your table because there's just so many things about the food that we eat that we just don't know about because we haven't had to know about it but I'm one of those people that really likes that kind of knowledge like I'll totally have a conversation about the difference between wet and dry harvesting a party or a meeting of some kind where I'm trying to have like a small talk with somebody because not very good at the like just how's the weather (laughs) this lady is super weird with her small talk (laughs) yeah I mean I really am people learn something from me when they have small talk from me I do not just do the weather and how are the kids (laughs) well now we hope we've helped you with your small talk feel free to drop some cranberry knowledge on some family members this holiday season because, I mean, cranberries around for Christmas, too. So, mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of fun cranberry cocktails you can make. Ooh. So, yes. Enjoy those cranberries. Mm-hmm. So just a few housekeeping things for us today. Make sure you leave us a review. We still don't have a new review, which is fine. We don't want to force anybody to leave a review. Well, we kind of batch these episodes, so people didn't have a whole lot of time in yes. between recording time. Yes. So yeah, it's been a day since the last yes. time we asked for them, and you guys haven't heard that episode yet. <laughs> well, I feel like we ask every episode, and some of y'all are probably thinking, gosh, I need to leave a review. You haven't yet. Don't worry. I did the same thing on all the podcasts I listen to. So if you get around to leaving us an Apple podcast review... What we do is we put all the names in a hat 
for the month and then we draw a name and then you win a super cool mug that is not and never will be in the shop. It's so exclusive. Bev and I don't even have it yet. It's true. Um, so make sure you leave your Instagram handle or something like that and we will get back to you. And because, yes, we are batching these episodes, <laughs> we will read one in a dive bar or a mini so this month to be a little more fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's true. And you can also leave us a review by calling our phone number. So if you call our Drink and Farm phone number, leave us a message with your review in it. We will play that on an episode and that also enters you. So that's a really awesome opportunity for those of you that have left us a review and maybe you didn't win the mug the first time around. So now you get an extra chance to enter. And make sure you send us your can't evens in the Facebook group or email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. We will read those on our mini-sodes. And don't forget that we have a mini-series over on our Patreon. It's called Straight No Chaser. This is available to our patrons at the $5 level and above. So if you want to catch those episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash drinkandfarm. Join us at any of the levels that is at $5 or over per a month, and you'll get access to all those old episodes. And we've got tons of them now. We release one every Monday, and they're just really fun and really great little nuggets of straight, maybe a little chaser. (laughs) And make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And if you're tuning in on YouTube, hit the like button too if you really liked this episode. If you didn't, don't hit the dislike button. Just carry on with your lives. <laughs> this helps more people like you find us on all of the platforms. So we appreciate you participating in that way. And don't forget, every week you can share the episode over on Instagram while you're listening to it in your stories. Tag us at Drink and Farm. We will send you a message with a promo code that will give you a discount off in our merch shop. And you want that because we've got some really great Drink and Farm gear. And if I'm looking at the calendar correctly, today is throwback day, which means that if you go check out the holiday shop, it's got some old designs in it that you can't get anymore. And they're pretty special and they'll only be around for like the long weekend and that's it. So I suggest you hop on that. I'm wearing the Give Zero Clucks Ugly sweatshirt. You can see that on the YouTube. It is Mm -hmm. super comfortable, and it helps that I just threw it, pulled it out of the dryer and put it on, so I'm all cozy. Oh, it's nice and cozy. It's hot here, so I'm wearing my thinner Farm What Brings Joy. Also an excellent choice. Yeah, this stays around in the shop, so it's not quite (laughs) as hurrying. That's that's not even a word. Urgent. Exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) It's not seasonal. There we go. We found the word. We did. All right. (laughs) Make sure you look at the show notes to find links to the article we discussed today, a survey where you can anonymously tell us how we're doing, and links to our social media and those merch fun things that we just talked about. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And until next time, drink, farm, and give zero clucks. Bye now. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.